0: A sick occurrence. Quick shot. Left side. There's Malachi Coley. First guy misses. Second guy misses. Across the 55 to the play. He's free. Bye bye. Malachi Coley up to the races as they 7 up for the break. 94 yards and a cloud of dust for Western Kentucky. team that won 12 games a year ago. Got the Mountain West Championship game. Chance to get off the bat season, our conference opener, but it's Chanty, who slips a tackle, runs up field, passed Chanty, touchdown! first down to 10, looking for that end zone, he's got Harvey, and that's
1: a catch for a touchdown! Old Dominion breaks the ice, with 7.05 to go here in the fourth, it's Javon Harvey, Holds in touchdown number two on the
0: year. The G5 High. All G5, all the time. Welcome to episode 19 of the G5 Hive, where we aim to bring you all the honey on G5 college football. I'm Justice, joined by my co-host Luke. How's it going, Luke? It's
1: going pretty good. Uh, You guys might notice we are on a different uh, day. We had uh, something unexpected pop up on Thursday. I was a little hoarse. Still Monday. trying to get over whatever this is. Uh, I got a cough, so hopefully uh, I will help your guys' ears with the mute button from time to time. But yeah, and then uh, Justice, he's going to take a vacation uh, for a week, him and his family taking off. Yeah. So we're going to, today's the day we're doing our our podcast, but we will have something drop for you uh, later next week when we would normally drop our our G5 Hive podcast.
0: Yeah, so uh, today we're going to kind of go over, uh, wrap up the bowl games. um, All the bowl games are done except for uh, the national championship game. Um, We're going to start off with uh, one game that was going on uh, the last time we were recording, and that was the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Kansas versus UNLV. Uh, It was a G5 versus P5 matchup. Kansas was favored by 12 and a half. Uh Kansas ended up winning that game 49 to 36. Um that was a game that just kind of went back and forth like Kansas had all the momentum early, then UNLV stormed back. And then kind of Kansas Kansas took back over um later on in the game and, and pulled away. Uh you know fr- from our from our uh, our picks perspective, Luke had UNLV, I took Kansas, so that was a win for me. Um, but I mean it was it was a it was a good bowl game, I felt. Um, you know, I I had hoped for another G five win there for a little while. UNLV was looking pretty good, and then kind of Kansas kind of picked it right back up and and kind of kind of ran away with it there at the at the end of the game. Did, did you get to see that game, Luke?
1: I did not get to see much of that game. Um, I did hear a lot about it um, because it was such a back and forth. I saw updates every so often, whether it was on Facebook or on Twitter about, you know, here's a touchdown. It was almost like, uh, you know, Oprah, you know, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. I mean, it was a a high scoring game. So, but yeah, I did not get to watch that game.
0: Yeah, I mean. Can, it, was, it was tied after the first quarter, 7-7. Then uh, second quarter, UN, Kansas scored 21, UNL, UNLV 3. And then in the third quarter, it was all UNLV. They scored 14. Kansas scored nothing. And then um, Kansas kind of kicked it back up in the fourth quarter, scored another 21 points. Uh, yeah, great, great, uh, great bowl game. Jason Bean had a great game for uh, for Kansas in his last game there. Uh, and uh, Jaden Maiva had, had a you know a pretty decent game for, for UNLV. Uh, unfortunately, now he's in the portal. Um, so that brought us uh, brought us up. Uh, I had a four game lead, was it? I think going into the final week.
1: Yeah, I think um, so. I can check real quick. So with our five. Week, you had a five game lead.
0: Five game lead going into the final week and um so we'll get into the week three uh bowl game review that starts off with uh wednesday december 27th the military bowl virginia tech versus tulane uh, another g5 versus p5 matchup uh virginia tech was favored by ten and a half and uh virginia tech ended up winning this game it was um i watched this game it wasn't uh the weather was not friendly uh it was raining it was a mess um Virginia Tech won this game 41 to 20.
1: It
0: wasn't it wasn't a great game to watch at all. Um just 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 a mess from a from a weather standpoint. Uh as as you might expect given the weather, Cameron Jones, quarterback for uh, Virginia Tech had a great game on the ground with 176 yards and a touchdown. Um UNLV, I mean Tulane was without uh their starting quarterback but Kai Horton made the start. Makai um, Hughes had an okay game 15 carries, 88 yards um, They didn't get much Going in the air with only 119 yards Passing, just a Just a sloppy game because of the weather
1: I honestly um, was surprised That Kai Horton started because You know, up to that The the news had been that Justin Was going to actually start the game um, So
0: What was in the portal at that time Now since he's kind of removed himself From the portal, he's coming back to Tulane But at that point, he was in the portal. Um,
1: I'm hope I am hoping that uh, Makai Hughes gets the same same treatment that. Uh, oh, why can I? Why am I blanking on his name? Troy running back.
0: Uh, come on on Vidal.
1: Vidal, yeah. Hopefully, we get the same kind of treatment here next year.
0: Yeah, I, I certainly expect uh, big things from Makai Hughes uh, coming in the next year from a. Uh, you know, from a production standpoint. And like like you said, uh, with uh, Coach Summerall coming on board from Troy, perhaps uh, we can see that Kamani Vidal usage. All right. Uh, the next game up was the one of my favorites, anyway, uh, just because they have a great mascot. They get a – you know, who doesn't want to see the head coach get dumped with a, a, f- a five-gallon bucket of mayonnaise but uh, or water cooler, I guess it is in this case. Uh, But it's the Dukes-Mayo Bowl, North Carolina versus West Virginia. West Virginia was favored by six and a half. Uh, West Virginia won 30 to 10. I picked Carolina. Luke picked West Virginia. Luke got the W. Um, Carolina was without without, uh, Drake May. Connor Harrell got the start. Um, Tez Walker also set out. Cedric Gray, their linebacker, set out. Um, West Virginia... To my knowledge, didn't have anyone of note sitting out. You know, Garrett Green played. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I I was hoping to see uh, more things out of Connor Harrell, but um, he didn't. I mean, he wasn't terrible. Other than other than the interceptions, he was eighteen for 27, 199 yards, touchdown, and a pick, two picks. Um, Omari and Hampton did not have a great game. Um, we did not see C.J. Donaldson. Jaheim White had 50 yards and a carry. Garrett Green was 228 yards, a touchdown that's 64 64 yards on the ground. Um, I would have expected Garrett Green to do much more on the ground than he did, but that's what
1: what I expected. But hey,
0: they got the win pretty handily. You
1: know, when you got a coach that's probably, you know, coaching for his job this year, uh, ends up, you know, I don't know as a head coach if I'd really want to be covered in mayo but considering i probably was on the the hot seat mayonnaise probably cools that down a little <laughs> bit
0: amen amen to that uh next up we have the direct tv holiday bowl which was louisville versus usc louisville was favored by seven um and man like we both got this one really wrong uh, I don't know who could have foresaw, you know, what was to come in this game, but uh, USC just kind of bl, they just blasted Louisville. It it wasn't even it wasn't even a game. Miller Moss uh, went nuts, I, I, you know, with you know with backup the backup uh, receivers, and yeah, forty forty two to twenty eight was the final. Uh, Miller Moss three hundred seventy two yards, six touchdowns, uh, one pick. I mean, he just went he just went nuts.
1: I mean the last, like. So what did what did uh, Louisville score? Twenty
0: eight. They scored twenty eight. Garendo had a good game, one hundred and sixty one yards, three touchdowns. Now Jawar Jordan didn't play because he's off to the NFL. But uh, the last time I, I that certainly expected... kept,
1: The last time that defense kept somebody under twenty eight points was Stanford on September 9th. And Nevada, September second, they scored fourteen. Those were the only two games well, under twenty-eight points that defense was able to hold somebody against. Granted, they got you know their new defensive head coach from uh, UCLA, but I can't imagine in fifteen practices you're gonna
0: have much impact.
1: Yeah, how much I impact was, bo- I was, I was lose- leaving? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was more surprised by the way the Louisville defense played. Against that USC offense, um, that that a USC offense was able to do what they did, especially with uh, Miller Moss. Um, I mean, he just looked phenomenal in that game. I don't think, I don't, I don't know anyone that would have expected Miller Moss to, to throw for six touchdowns and 372 yards in that game. But yeah, looks yeah, like yeah, I would have kind of
1: expected. I would have expected more from the quarterback play, um, especially given the amount of time to prepare. Um, I'm blanking on the coach's name, came over from Purdue. Uh, Jeff Brom. Jeff Brom. I just thought he would have had something better put together. But as, you know, the bowl games went on, and especially I think what brought it to light was Auburn's game, I think it was, where it was like, yeah, let the – other coaches prepare, do all the prep for the bowl game. I didn't do anything. I went and recruited, make sure we kept our guys, Um, make sure we could go get some other guys. I just feel like the timing with the whole guys in the portal, guys not in the portal, maybe trying to get to the portal, trying to keep them into the portal, trying to get the high school kids to sign, to not flip, To do I just feel like there's a lot going on. It's really, really hard to be a head football coach during that bowl season. If you're not, and then, like, let's say you're playing for a national championship, like, how hard is it to do that stuff? I don't know. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if Braum was maybe out recruiting, doing some other things, and maybe didn't care as much.
0: Certainly possible. <clears throat> the next game up was the Tax Act Texas Bowl, which featured uh, Texas A&M versus Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State was favored by two. We both picked Oklahoma State, and that, so that was a win for us both, as Oklahoma State won 31-23. Um, I'm actually mildly surprised that Texas A&M scored 23 um with all their opt-outs and folks in the portal Um, uh, i wasn't i didn't have ex- huge expectations for texas a&m given all the losses they had on both sides of the ball um mm-hmm. alan bowman had a good game ali gordon had a good game uh rashad owens um alan bowman's coming back for like with his seventh year <laughs> he got yep, a, he got a, a, a waiver approved and he's coming back so um
1: it was Expect a pretty good. good it was a good game to watch. I was able to watch. I think a half of that football game, and it was it was entertaining and a lot closer. Like, I understood all the people that were were off of Texas A and M's team, um, but it was it was an entertaining game to watch, and uh, Rashad Owens w- was was cooking there at at, at points, and then. Um, what was the Gundy, the, you know, they did like a three quarterback rotation during the season and he's gone now to, uh,
0: yeah, Gun- Gundy. He's yep. Ohio. Yeah. it's just announced, uh, yesterday, I think.
1: Yeah. I think yesterday is when you shared that with me. It's hard to keep any of this straight. The fact that <clears throat> the it's a, it's a mess. I mean, thing, right, is, the, the, is awesome. the
0: portal has officially closed, but, um, Players that played, I guess last on Monday, my understanding oh, like, f- they had like an additional five days. Yeah. So that would put it at Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So today would be the fifth day. Um, for those guys that played this past Monday. Uh and then certainly like as far as landing spots, like we might not know some of them until the summertime. Uh they just they, you know, and graduate transfers, graduate transfers can enter whenever there is no particular window for that. So it's still kind of hot and hot and heavy on the transfer portal. I expect that'll cool down here the next two weeks as schools start um, because, you know, transfer guys don't sign, you know, letters of intent. Basically what they do is enroll at the school. Um, and so the majority of them you would think would be enrolling here in the next week or two. Um, and, and be there for spring practice and for the spring semester, so we should have a, a fairly good idea here in the next two weeks or so of where a lot of these players end up uh, end up going. Uh, next up in the bowl games, we go to Thursday, December 28th. We start off with the Wasabi uh, Fenway Bowl, which is a G5 P5 matchup: SMU versus Boston College. SMU was favored by 10. Uh, we both picked SMU. And uh, we both lost that game. Um, again, another game that was, you know, I think impacted by the weather. Um, and it's, it's always weird watching a football game when both teams are on the same sideline, um, which, you know, happens in that game every year because it's a baseball field and they kind of have to m- morph it the best way they can into a football field. Um, I want to say the first year, didn't the first year of that game, they had everyone had to go the same way on offense.
1: Yeah. Because, because of the monster. The
0: wall was so close to the end zone on one side, they didn't feel it was safe. Um, and so they always, you know, went the same the offense always went the same direction the whole game. But uh, so you know, you get some quirks because it's played in
1: a baseball stadium. I was definitely shocked the most out of this game with the bad weather conditions. I typically like, I get it. Um rain I think sometimes impacts the defense more sometimes because you know from a cornerback's spot like the offense knows where it's going. The defense doesn't know, so right. you you know, you slip, fall. But like it's not like Castellanos was like chucking the ball all over the yard. Like no, they're a running, they're a running team. Hey, he was the running the ball golf. all over the yard. <laughs> it's like you know they're gonna run. Like if his arm beats you, his arm beats you. But like SMU's defense is really good. So it really shocked me that they weren't able to stop the run.
0: Yeah, they, they had played really well. Um and I didn't think they played all that well in this game, which th- that part did shock me. They had played really well throughout the season. Um But you know, the the you know that they they, have, I feel like, if you, if you in hindsight you go back and look, their schedule I feel like was relatively weak, um, and when they played, uh, you know the the power five schools, that's when they lost, um, and that's kind of how this game played out. Uh, Kevin Jennings did have 191 yards and a touchdown on the day, but I think the story of the day was that the SMU defense just didn't didn't play the way they had um, all season.
1: So um, a, a G5, P5 loss, and that that's it for
0: SMU and us. SMU, SMU and the G5, that's right. Next year, they'll be a P5 team.
1: They are going to a P5 team. And honestly, we'll probably even talk about them a little bit because it's going to probably be a weird adjustment that they are not in the G5. So,
0: Yeah, I'm sure we'll slip up here and then. Uh next up is the bad boy mowers penn ball, bowl, which is rutgers versus Miami. Uh Rutgers was favored by one and a half. We both picked Miami and we both lost. Um man, uh I was impressed. I watched this game, I was impressed with Rutgers. Uh Miami, I was not impressed with uh Jacare Brown started out for them. Quarterback, um, but uh Wimstat and Kyle. I don't want to butcher his last name, Monanengai, uh, had a great game. Uh, again, another game that I don't think the weather was all that great, but no. um, I certainly felt like, you know, Miami was the more talented team, but they they didn't get it done. Um, and, and it was mostly on the ground where Rutgers did their work. They only had 84 yards uh, passing, but Monanengai had 163 yards rushing and a touchdown, and then uh, Wimstad also had two rushing touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I did not watch uh, probably, a lot of this game. I watched enough of it that then, I don't know, it was like a quarter and a half, and then there was some sort of stat that was like total yards, and it was like 156 to like seven. And I was like, all right, well, I'll go to a different bowl game.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a very exciting thing game to watch. Probably the biggest thing that happened in that game was um, – Miami freshman running back Mark Fletcher got injured. Um, they have not announced what the injury was. I suspect it was a knee injury. Um, you know, or, or some folks, because it could have been an Achilles, but it, it was some kind of some kind of fairly serious injury. Um, but they have yet to report what it was. Uh, I think uh, they did say he had surgery. I want to say today or, or late this week, but um, so. Best of wishes to Mark Fletcher and his recovery. Uh, Next up for that is this game. It has to be right up there with the Duke's Mayo Bowl in terms of just excitement for the actual bowl and the sponsor. And that was the Pop-Tarts Bowl, NC State versus Kansas State. Kansas State was favored by two and a half. Uh, Luke took Kansas State. I picked NC State. Kansas State won twenty eight to nineteen and Luke it's a, a W for Luke. So he made up no a game Pop-Tart there on me.
1: No life size well, pop tart for me.
0: There was oh you didn't get you didn't get one. No, no, no. But there was one at the game and they ate. That was kinda like I don't know. That was just kind of weird. That that you know the, that they they're eating the mascot. <laughs> uh, it
1: was what. I mean obvi- like it was obviously like I don't know. I feel duped after you know watching it goes down the toaster da 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 da. Then you can obviously tell, you know that's not the same mascot,
0: right? It's a different suit. but
1: and it's just I felt duped. I don't I don't, <laughs> still kinda I weird, don't know what though. I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know what I wanted, but that wasn't it.
0: I I thought, like, it would be like, you know, he'd have, like, real Pop-Tarts, like, somehow, like, attached to him or something. And they'd be taking those Pop-Tarts off and eating them. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, we got to see Avery Johnson, um, who's going to be the, the QB1 for Kansas State next year. He, um, he he has some work to do as a passer. But, man, like, I don't know. He's just fun to watch. Like, this was an entertaining game, I thought. um you know, NC State BJ uh, uh, Brendan Armstrong started the game for NC State. Um, you know, I, it was one of the it was one of the better games of the day. I felt like I, I enjoyed it. Uh, DJ Giddens had a heck of a game, 151 yards, touchdown. <clears throat> NC State true freshman Kevin or KC Concepcion had seven catches, 72 yards. Um,
1: and isn't Giddens think, did he did he go into the transfer portal?
0: No, that was Trishawn Ward. I don't think Giddens did. Trishawn Ward left.
1: Um, I think I Trishon, thought somebody f-
0: Trishawn Ward went to uh, Boston College. Okay. I don't okay. think Giddens Bob- entered the portal.
1: Okay. I I thought it I was Giddens that went to BC. No, nah, it's Trishawn okay. Ward. It was, it was Ward. Okay.
0: Um, and then that brings us to the final game of the night, which, in my opinion, was one of the better bowl games all year, uh, the Valero Alamo Bowl. Arizona versus Oklahoma. Arizona was favored by three. Luke picked Arizona. I picked Oklahoma. Luke made up another game here. Uh, Arizona with the win, 38-24. to I mean, the story of the game was the turnovers for for Oklahoma. Jackson Arnold, with his first start, had uh, three interceptions. Um, I was super, super impressed with Noah Fafita. Um, He's an exciting player to watch. I just wish he was a little bit taller. Um, he's 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 a little on the short side, and I don't know that there's any NFL hope for him, uh, given how short he is. But uh, man, he, he was exciting to watch. Jack yeah. Snarl was too. He just he, you know he made a couple mistakes uh, with some picks. Uh, you know, had bad
1: moments. I was pretty upset about this because I was this. Out of all the games, this is the game I wanted to watch. It's at night. Kids are going to be asleep. Kids were sneaking out of their bedrooms. I had to go, you know, lay the hammer down. Do all this. I didn't get to watch a lick of this game. And this is what I was excited for. Like, all night. Because typically this bowl game um, is one of the doesn't matter who the teams are that are in it. It gets scored a lot of points. So I'm like, all right, I want to watch this. It'll be an offensive shootout. Plus, yeah, you got Fafita, and I want to see Jackson Arnold. And, yeah, I didn't get to watch any of it. And I was super bummed. And it sounded like there was a good back and forth. And then, you know, at the very end, uh, Arizona pulls it out.
0: Yeah, it it was a great game, man. Um, You know, and, and one thing I realized watching the game, I was like, you know what? I don't think I have Tet McMillan anywhere. And I was so disappointed when I came to that realization. Um man, he's he's from a college, you know, college fantasy perspective. I mean, he he could be wide receiver one, I feel like, uh, going into next season. Um and well, about Noah Fafita. Like he, uh Noah's problem is well, it depends on the league. A six point passing touchdown league, he's gonna be worth he's gonna be more valuable. Um, but a league where it's only four points for passing touchdowns, he's not, he's probably going to be overdrafted. Uh, he doesn't offer anything on the ground, and so, um, unless you're in a six point passing touchdown league, he's you know, I feel like he's probably gonna get overdrafted in a lot of leagues. The uh, I think Tet McMillan back to Tet, I think, uh, like I said, I think he's probably CFF. Uh, wide receiver one going into next year. And, um, you know, definitely has a future in the NFL as well. I think he's a better version of Drake London.
1: All right. Nick Anderson on, on Oklahoma side, was kind of like this deep ball threat. Always had a touchdown. It seemed like, and again, uh, he goes seven for 73 and a touchdown. So Nick Anderson, uh, playing pretty well this season for the Sooners.
0: All right. Uh, we'll move on to the Friday games. Uh, the first one up was the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, which is Clemson versus Kentucky. Clemson was favored by four. Um, we both picked Clemson. And uh, while Clemson won the game, they only won by three. So it was a loss for both of us. Um, I mean... I did not. I did not watch a a ton of this game. Um, I watched a little bit. You know, uh, I was excited by the use of Jake Brenningstool, who's kind of been, you know, a tight end, a better one of the better fantasy tight ends uh, this year. That continued in the bowl game. Um, Devin Larry threw for 300 yards. Uh, Barry and Brown. Barry and Brown looked great in this game, um, and then he entered the portal, and I don't think he has said where he's going yet, has he? I
1: don't think so.
0: Um but man, like the dude's the dude's a playmaker. He, he's definitely electric um receiving and, and returning as a returner as well. So I'd be excited to see where he lands. Uh well
1: Shipley got hurt.
0: Yeah Shipley got hurt. Moffa had four touchdowns. My assumption is Shipley's injury is not too serious um because going to NFL draft. I can't imagine like if he tore an ACL, that he'd be like, "Oh, you know, I'm going to declare for the draft." So, I'm assuming that it's it's rel- whatever it was relatively minor, and in, in the big scheme of things, since he declared for the draft um, just this past week, as far as I know, Maffa is planning on returning. So
1: that's what it sounds probably, like. Yeah. Could Again, be another guy who will probably get overdrafted. Season. I think.
0: Yeah, potentially. Um, he doesn't offer a lot through the air, but uh, yeah. Uh, next up is the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Oregon State versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame was favored by six. Uh, we both picked Notre Dame in this game. And as you might expect, uh, Notre Dame pretty much rolled uh, 40 to eight. Oregon State, you know, lost their head coach. They've lost a lot in the portal. Um, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of sad to, it was kind of sad to see the way it played out. Right. Uh, Oregon state had a great regular season and then, you know, with the head coaching change in the portal, they were just decimated and they, they didn't even, you know, they didn't have much for Notre Dame.
1: Yeah. They couldn't, you know, a team that really pounded the rock all year, couldn't run the ball. And then you got and jelly on the other side, throwing three touchdowns. Guy hasn't seen much playing time um, all season, and just like looks like Joe Montana out there.
0: <laughs> Jadar, Jadarian Price, estimate Audric estimate didn't play. Jadarian Price had a good game. Um, I know a lot of people were, were hoping to see a, a big game from uh, Jeremiah Love. Uh, he didn't have a very good game at all, um, but Jadarian Price was the was the benefactor of that uh, game. Uh, let's see. Next up was the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, another G, uh, P5 versus G5 matchup, uh, and another win for the G5. Uh, Memphis versus Iowa State. Iowa State was favored by ten. We both uh, chose Memphis in this game, and and Memphis, Memphis won the game. Um, yeah, thirty-six to twenty-six. The I tell you what, I did not expect. I did not expect. Uh, Iowa State to throw the ball for 446 yards. But, you know, I guess that was just kind of the game script right there behind. So it forced them to kind of throw the ball more than maybe they they wanted to. Um, Blake Watson played, you know, which was a a mild surprise uh, seeing as he uh, will be going to NFL draft. He had 107 yards uh, rushing, uh, three receptions for 22 yards. Um, Tell you, I was – I was impressed with the the Memphis run defense. They held um they held Iowa State to zero rushing yards. So Abu Sama had twelve carries for four yards and then Rocco Beck with eight carries for negative four yards. Um yeah, I, I was I was impressed that they were able to, you know, hold that uh Iowa State rushing attack in, in place there and, and hold them down.
1: Yeah, and that's another one of those bowls that uh, doesn't matter who's in it. Seems to be a high scoring game. If you remember last year, the exciting uh, Tennessee Purdue game uh, was there at the Liberty Bowl. Just always seems like uh, that one's a shootout. But I think Memphis has, you know, looking into 2024 this year, next year for college football. Memphis is going to have about everybody coming back.
0: I have to replace Blake Watson.
1: Yep, they will. They will. I will be excited to see what that offensive team looks like, and I think it'll be uh, a pretty good for uh, fantasy purposes. Um, and then there's another Sunbelt team, Texas State, that has a lot of people coming back on the offense. That I think they will also be a team that I will want pieces of
0: yeah I think uh maybe Sutton Smith takes over uh that backfield potentially for Memphis um
1: he was electric uh, he was he,
0: he was he yeah. had
1: one that he had that one I think it was a catch. he was like out wide I think and then kind of just ran a drag route and weaved his way through everybody and right to the house.
0: Then we have the final game of the night, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, Missouri versus Ohio State. Ohio State was favored by one. Luke and I both picked Ohio State, and we both lost. So, and what Ohio thoughts on lost this the game, lost the game fourteen to three. I certainly didn't expect it to be fourteen to three. I expected so, um, more scoring in the game, particularly from Ohio State, but you know Devin Brown got hurt. Um, And then Lincoln Keinholz came in. um,
1: Looked like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. Kind of what you would expect from a freshman coming in and playing a top, top team. I was real bummed that, you know, Devin Brown's kind of been waiting all year to get his opportunity. Um, You know, for whatever reasons, you know, there's a competition. He didn't win it. Couldn't win it at all during the year. And, Here's your chance. Go take it and run with it. And he didn't. And then in comes Will Howard from the transfer portal. Are you telling me that Will Howard is better than um, Kyle McCord? Probably not. Maybe marginally. So it'll be a nice uh, competition this this coming year. But I wouldn't be surprised if Dev Brown wins. But the dude needs to stay healthy. Um, I think this really, really helps. Missouri recruiting when it comes to the state Absolutely. of Ohio because they've been able to go in there and get some good Ohio prospects. And, you know, you when you can say, hey, we beat Ohio State at a bowl game, I think that that says something. So kudos to Missouri. And I was a big fan of the low-scoring game. I kind of liked the, you know, but here I am, an Iowa fan. Uh, you know, let me see some punts.
0: I, I was a little, I was a little surprised. Uh, Luther Burden didn't do more in this game, but uh, Cody Schrader had a good game um, against the Ohio State defense, which you know, was encouraging to see um, as, as he he moves on to the NFL. Um, you know, Ohio State once I think once Devin Brown went down, that was kind of it because I think uh, Missouri just kind of loaded the box and, and 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 you know rushed the passer. Kineholtz didn't have much time back there. Um and it's kind of all downhill from there. But it was a good defensive battle. Um and then you know, Missouri kind of you know pulled it out there in the fourth quarter. But you know, from a, if you're into scoring, it wasn't it wasn't a uh it wasn't one of the better games to watch. We got uh got a comment here from uh from Brett. Hey Brett, how you doing, buddy? Thanks, going uh, on, thanks Brett? for listening. Thanks for the support um okay so it moves us on to the saturday games first up was the chick-fil-a peach bowl um old miss versus penn state ben, penn state was favored by three and a half uh luke took penn state i took old miss uh chalk up a w there for me um man Ole miss i i was impressed they looked good um i expected uh more things from that penn state defense even though they are missing, you know, they're missing some players, but still they have talent. Um I, I was super impressed with the Ole Miss defense. Um and, and they, they played uh, I'd say they played better in the bowl game than they had um you know it, it, from a from a defensive standpoint anyway, the rest of the year. Uh, Ole Miss won the game thirty eight to twenty-five. Um <clears throat> Caden Priestcorn, priest corn, Jackson Dart. Yeah. Oak how about that? All. In that game, I just um,
1: I just got a reminiscence of uh, spring game. Uh, what's his, what's his name? That Michael was, Trigg. Michael Trigg. Yeah, Michael Trigg. Oh, Trigg, Trig and Dark connection, and that's what I got. I've got I had Trigg on some teams, and definitely got some PTSD there.
0: I have I have Priest corner on a couple teams. One of them I dropped them, so I'm I'm a little disappointed um, because I. I yeah, I expected he'd be going to the NFL. He's going to be returning, and he's probably one of the type top, top tight ends uh, from a fantasy perspective going into next year. Uh, but, you know, Ole Miss, man, they, they got to be, you know, I don't know. Do you think top five team next year? No. You don't think so? No. I don't know, man. They will, the, gonna, they will make the playoffs. They're definitely in the top ten.
1: Yes, I will say top ten, maybe top eight. I don't know if I'll go to top five. They definitely bring in a lot of the transfer portal. I think there will be a, a a top playoff top-ish playoff team. Yeah, I'd say like Brett mentioned, top ten. I think they're top ten. They went out and got some stuff. Um I just And they got a lot of wide receivers that they've brought in. And I feel like even more now, you don't really know who those quarterbacks are like the top quarterbacks and J- jackson hart has a opportunity to be one of the you know upper echelon of those quarterbacks Absolutely. that are there top 20 top 30 type type guy and i would be surprised if he doesn't make a heisman run of some sort um or at least is in those initial conversations but yeah i definitely think that they're in the playoffs but i don't know there's something about old miss once you like expect him like They always want to be good. They want you to respect them. Then you're like, nah, you haven't shown me anything. Then you give them the respect and then they like go out and lay eggs. I don't know. There's, it's a feeling I have. Um, I don't think they'll make quite the noise that maybe their roster shows that they should make. But I do think you can see that they are going after like, they're making moves yeah. to go after the the championship this year. Like they're bringing guys in. They see a window. They're doing like they're going after it. And I think it's pretty obvious they definitely have an opportunity.
0: Players. Definitely have an opportunity. Um and them them and Bama for the SEC West I feel like, right?
1: Well, they don't have west and <laughs> east here.
0: Well, you're right. You're right. There's no more divisions. I forgot about that. Um absolutely right. But yeah, I mean they got they they they'd have to beat uh Alabama and Georgia to get to the top two, right? So but I mean I think they have that I think they have the potential to win yep. the SEC next year. Whether they do it or not, it's another thing. All right. Uh, moving on to the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, Auburn versus Maryland. Auburn was favored by seven. Um man, we both picked Auburn and Auburn just looked terrible in this game. Maryland uh, won thirty-one to thirteen. Man, yeah, Auburn like I don't like didn't even show up.
1: I mean, like I mentioned earlier, like Coach said, let the let the other coaches prepare for the game. I went out recruiting, trying to get people to stay in the portal or get people from the portal, keep people from going to the portal, uh, get high school commits because that that. You know, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the recruiting stuff, but Auburn has got a huge um they got all these recruits. Yeah, he didn't even do the game plan. I think he gave it to the and other. I think coaches. he's the
0: one that the Luke's referring to that he made he made the statement that he was you know, he was out recruiting. And he, he let his let his coaches do the uh but do the game planning.
1: They got like Cam Coleman. They've got like f- they've called it, like the Freeze Five. Walker White as quarterback, and they've got like three wide receivers, and they're trying to flip Ryan Williams, who's a, a commit currently to Texas. Alabama.
0: See, the, T- Texas or Alabama?
1: Alabama is it, he's where he's at currently, verbally and and. F- february he's going to commit but he reclassified he's supposed to be in 2025's class but he's like the top dog so um hugh freeze has been doing some some great things in the recruiting
0: they still need a quarterback Uh, though
1: we'll see what walker white's able to do i mean he won't play this this next year maybe maybe some tim tebow like packages for him um Goal line. I know, stuff, I know. A but... lot of people
0: were thinking when once uh, Caden Salter entered the portal, they thought he was going to end up at Auburn. Um, yeah, that didn't last obviously. very long. Yeah, he's he's back at Liberty. Um. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up is the Capital One. I say um, we
1: just. I just say we skip <laughs> this one, like Florida State did.
0: <laughs> the Georgia versus Florida State, Georgia by seventeen. Uh, we both picked Georgia. We both, you know, both won that, but. Yeah, that wasn't, um, I mean, like, who didn't see that coming? You know, Florida State had, what, 22, I think, starters or 20 starters, something like that. Didn't play. Um, yeah, I mean, it was not a good, it was not a fun game to watch. Uh, it was, it was just, yeah, the best words for it, Brett. It was a blowout. Um, so we'll, we'll move on to the next game. Um, and, you know, this was a great I, I watched this game. It's always fun to, I feel like it's always fun to watch uh, the ball, Barstool Sports Bowls. Um, you get, you know, they're, they're the ones, to, you know, Big Cat uh, and those guys are the ones doing the commentating. Uh, so the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, Toledo versus Wyoming. Wyoming was favored by three and a half. Luke took Wyoming. I took Toledo. Um, and the, while Wyoming won the game, they didn't. Uh, they didn't beat the spread, so I got a W there. Um, it was an entertaining game. I mean, yeah, you know, like I said, the Barstool Sports guys doing the commentating are going to make it entertaining. Um, sadly, though, I just read. I think it was today or yesterday that that that's the it, it with their relationship with the Arizona Bowl, which kind of sucks. So, I mean,
1: yeah, it sounds it like it, 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 it. sounds like it wasn't. Uh, I don't know. Getting you know the money. That they thought, or they weren't able to do something that they thought that they should be able to do. I don't know. Yeah, it didn't seem didn't seem like they left on very good terms. I guess.
0: And it's one of the few bowls not on ESPN. It was on the CW, um, so not sure that had anything to do with it. But uh, you know, Wyoming got the win for Craig Bow, uh, kicked the field goal there at the end to win the game. <clears throat> but it it was it was an entertaining game. You know, uh, Jock West Stewart had a big run. We got to see Tucker Gleason in action. Um, You know, uh, Wyoming,
1: uh, you know, I don't know if it's conservative.
0: Run run the ball, play good defense. That's just kind of what Wyoming does. I don't know if it's it's
1: Sabota or Savota. Evan, Evan Savobota. Savobota. That's
0: how I pronounce it, whether that's right or not, I don't know.
1: So I, I have a kid that I went to high school with way back in the day. Spelt the same, but his was Savoda, like the B was silent. I don't know. So either way, I'm kind of excited and intrigued about Evan going forward.
0: Yeah, I so. mean, um, when uh, so I and I, I wrote the uh, Wyoming uh, preview for the CFF guide over at um, Campus to Canton and um so when i was talking to the uh one of the the wyoming um i don't know if he's the beat writer or the guy that runs their their podcast i can't remember off the top of my head but anyway you know i know the fans and and they're they're all very excited about him um you know they all kind of use the the josh allen comp um but i don't think he's 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 not, not who he is but i think they just they felt like he was more of a pastor, I guess, is the better way to say it than, than Peasley. And he offered, you know, offered something in that respect that Peasley didn't offer. So, um, yeah, excited to kind of see what he can do They'll have a, you know, a, a new head coach, but not new to them um, as defensive coordinators moving up to be the head coach. Um, be interesting to see what his offensive philosophy is. Um, my gut just kind of tells me it's going kind to of be what it is. Run the ball and play good defense.
1: Yep, I mean, it was kind of one of those surprise, uh, hey, I'm going to retire, so they they probably had it lined up for a while now.
0: Right, they they knew it. They just hadn't shared it with the world. So, what's up, Hollywood, man? Thanks for listening, brother. Thanks for letting us use the StreamYard all year, too. We greatly appreciate it. All right, uh, so moving on to the Monday Bowls, January 1st. First up is the Reliant Quest Bowl Wisconsin versus LSU. LSU was favored by 10. We uh we both picked LSU and uh while well, LSU got the win they didn't win by 10 so we both took a loss there. Um again another you know a, a fairly exciting game. Um you know Nussmeier looked looked good. Um yeah, you know, I think uh again he might be someone that's to get good he might be someone that gets overdrafted again as well just because uh, from a fantasy perspective, but he doesn't offer anything in his legs. Um, and so, you know, if you're not in a six-point passing touchdown league, I think he's definitely going to get overdrafted um, this coming year. But, man, the the guy, as far as NFL potential, I, I like it. Um, he, he looks to be, in my opinion, one of the top quarterbacks for uh, next next year, That I guess the 2025 draft it would be. Yep. Uh Will Pauling balled out. Um he's someone I think uh that I think fantasy managers some fantasy managers may have given up on early in the season. But he's kind of turned it on there at the end, uh, looked for you know good things for him uh coming back in uh twenty twenty four for Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, eight for one forty three and two and another name to kind of keep in your back pocket um after Will Pauling moves on because uh, he'll be a junior next year, assuming, you know, you have a, put two decent years together, go off to the league, whatever it is. But uh, Wisconsin has a incoming freshman coming in from Illinois. He's 5'11", 179. You're Josh Downs slot-type receiver, uh, K.N. Barry Johnson. So a name to maybe – I know we're the G5 hive, but – you know, other people play with uh P five teams un- a name to keep in your back pocket.
0: All right. Uh and moving on to the last G five versus P five matchup of the year. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't a game at all. I don't think anyone expected it to be. And that was the VRB, VRBO, Fiesta Bowl, Liberty versus Oregon. Oregon was favored by 17. We both picked Oregon. Oregon won the game 45 to 6. Um, you know, they just they just stuck it to Liberty, man. Um, I was a little surprised that Bo Nix played as much of the game as he did. Um, just because, you know, it was kind of it was a blowout. So I figured maybe like they would they would have set him sooner. But uh I mean, by all accounts, he just loves Oregon. He loves college football. Uh Tez Johnson had a great game. Bucky Irving had a good game. I mean, Oregon just Oregon just dominated this game from the beginning. Um, I mean, or Liberty did did march down the field their first their first uh, first drive and got a touchdown. Uh, then missed the extra point, but after that, man, it was all Oregon.
1: Yeah, once those fif- first fifteen scripted plays were gone, it was a different story there for Liberty. And then the only thing that really came of that entire game was the picture between Kane Salter and looking like an alien. I'm trying to remember what movie that's from.
0: Oh, uh because of his because he- his helmet's so daggone high. Yeah. On his head. And yeah, like I don't know how that's like safe because like <laughs> like his ear hole like you in the middle of his head. Um you know I, I to me that would thought I would think that's not a properly fitting helmet as high as that's on his head, but you know NFL Patrick Mahomes' helmet sets up pretty high on his head too, so
1: it's all that hair. But yeah, there wasn't
0: there wasn't a lot to take away from the game. Um, you know, as we said, Salter entered the portal and then came back, uh, but wide receiver C.J. Daniels uh, did enter the portal and he's still in the portal. It'd be interesting to kind of see where he lands. Uh, <clears throat> moving on to uh, you know Luke's team here. Uh, Luke Luke's team actually took on Hollywood. Who's listening right now? Uh, the Cheez at Citrus Bowl, another another great game where you get dumped on with Cheez It's um, Iowa versus Tennessee. Tennessee was favored by seven and a half. We we both I think we both felt like Tennessee would win the game if i recall correctly, but we didn't think they'd win by seven and a half. Um And, yes. and so we both we both took Iowa and jokes on us. Uh, tennessee came and defeated them 35 to nothing Um, you know nico nico man no justice
1: um everybody in new year new year new me you're gonna diet you're gonna go to the gym and then what happens to those new year's resolutions come like march it's like oh well you know if you even make it that far you know, it's like, what, what am I doing? What am I kidding myself? Iowa comes in, they're like new, new, year, new me. You know what? Screw that. We're not even gonna make it through. <laughs> yeah, we just sucked. Like, you know what? We we're not even. Gonna we suck at betting.
0: Bills. We both, we both. At the end of the, at the end of the day, we're gonna share the results with you. And like, you know, we both suck at betting. Um, but we thought this would be something fun to do. Um, fortunately, yeah. at least for me, I didn't wager any real money on any of these games. Um, but yeah, we both we both are terrible at betting, and that's why we don't offer betting advice.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Iowa said, you know what? We're not gonna we're not gonna trick ourselves saying that we're gonna go to the gym and eat healthier. We're just we're just not gonna score any points. Um, so I I just really hate for anybody who's an Iowa fan who went to go spend money on that game to not even watch us score any points. Nico, Nico does Nico had does score three touchdowns, uh, on the ground. Uh, it once one thing that, they that get was to the exciting line, to see because I didn't I, I didn't so, know he
0: didn't part of his game, and, uh, and I certainly didn't expect that they would use him that way either. Uh, just because he's just because he's so he's he's like Slenderman out there. Um, I certainly didn't expect him to see see him running the ball as much as he did. So no,
1: Hollywood, I, I didn't know that we would have a a a worse quarterback than petrus but deacon hill come on down
0: (laughs) yeah yeah hollywood agrees he said should have changed the qb sooner it
1: was it was rough
0: all right well now moving on to in my opinion let's get to the two of
1: the two of the best exciting ones
0: um they, they were both great games and to be honest with you like as far as the games like they kind of played out as like I, like I thought they would in terms of one game being a defensive battle and one game being uh, pretty, you know, a lot more action and scoring. Uh, but the Rose Bowl is up first. Uh, Alabama versus Michigan. Michigan was favored by two. Uh, we both picked Alabama. We thought Alabama would win this game outright. And I, and I did lose money on this because I had Alabama to win. I had Alabama to win this game. I had Alabama to win the national championship. And, you know, all that, all that money might as well just lit it on fire. Um but we both lost man. But it was a heck of a game. Um, I am still befuddled by that, that call at the end of the game. Like, <coughs> I don't know if the low snap is what kind of threw everything off, but man, that was, if that was the call, that was a terrible call. Like for him to run the ball basically up the middle.
1: Well, it'll be Ohio state's problem now. Cause, uh, he was in the portal for about a day and, uh, goes goes to uh um ohio state to be their center.
0: Yeah well you know maybe he won't be center maybe he will move over to guard. Yeah maybe that that's that's certainly a possibility. Um but yeah he had he had a case of the yips in that game big time. Uh snaps were a problem throughout that game. Um yeah uh, it was a great game though great game um you know, great defensive battle. Um, from, a, from a pure fan standpoint, I was glad to see Alabama lose. Um, I'm, not a, I, I'm not a big fan of the SEC uh, just because they're always in there. So I see different different folks in the championship, and uh, so kudos to Michigan. Happy to, happy to see them in the championship game. And then, uh, again, another great game, the All-State Sugar Bowl, Texas versus Washington. Texas was favored by four and a half. We both took Texas and, uh, and we both lost man. And, um, you know, Quinn Ewers, I don't, I don't know what what your thoughts are. Um, Luke, but like, like you see it, like you, you see, see like, glimpses. man, this your... yeah. And then like, you're like, yeah, you just can't put it all together. Like it's, it's there and then it's not there. And then it's there again. And then it's not there. Um, and Michael Penix, man, dude, throws a beautiful, beautiful deep ball. I mean, I think many people have said it uh, like like they can see Al Davis taking Michael Penix, right? He's a, he'd be an Al Davis-type quarterback. Throw it deep, baby.
1: I think what got Texas – well, obviously the two turnovers, the two fumbles, really, you know, yeah. had those not happened, maybe it's a different story. Um, honestly, the, the, not getting a sack, you have a good interior defense. There was sweat when he was in the game. I know he got a little bit banged up, but he was causing havoc in there, but they didn't just didn't have the edge rushers to like match that same thing that you had on the like they were messing things up in the middle, but then he was able to slide left, slide, right. Wasn't creating a lot of pressure there throw it deep. Um. And the other part was, it just baffled me. They ran the ball at the end of the game, and not kneeling it. And then Dylan Johnson and then, gets and then, hurt,
0: and then, and, then, and then Dylan Johnson got hurt, and then that stopped the and clock, I, and that almost that almost cost them the game.
1: It did, and and I, you know, they say, "Oh, it's a you know, it's uh, X-rays come back negative." But, I mean, it's probably like a high ankle sprain or a mid ankle sprain, whatever. He's not going to be Dylan Johnson. And granted, no. when you're playing Washington, you're not – the run isn't your focus. It is the pass game. But now I feel like even more so. And then, like, when Dylan Johnson's cooking and you can, you know, all right, people are worried about the, the pass. I can run the ball. Well, now I don't think you're going to be able to – run the ball as effectively as you used to. And when you have Michigan going up against um, Washington, think about what those teams have played this year. So you got Michigan. Everybody's running the ball. The only team that is similar to Washington would be some team that would have, like, you know, you're kind of trying to beat one team all year, and they have, like, JSN and Chris Olave and, you know, I don't know, Garrett Wilson, three NFL-type, you know, granted, like
0: Mecca but,
1: but Ohio State has typically two or three NFL-type wide receivers. Everyone's gawking about Washington having, you know, two or three nfl type wide receivers it's like michigan prepares every year to beat ohio state and i feel like their team will be comp- like composed to try to take away their good things and dylan johnson was their it was their chance to like really make an impact i think while on the other end you've got washington who just sees a lot of pass 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 what they see of run heavy team like a michigan is oregon state and oregon state their game was you know in a torrential downpour but oregon state didn't do too bad against washington um so well
0: and i think i think washington's strengths is the pass rush and probably their, their secondary right it's not the middle of their defense their linebackers so yeah it's gonna it's gonna be interesting you know we saw the we saw the washington pass rush specifically Braylon Trice, you know, constantly in Quinn Ewer's face. Um, be interesting to see if he's going to be able to do that uh, against Michigan. But like you said, I expect Michigan to run the ball more so and that kind of neutralize uh, Braylon Trice as well.
1: And what's more frustrating <clears throat> from an exciting pass-happy offense, not being on the field, run the ball. And if you can control the clock – control field position like I can see Michigan blowing out Washington I can see it but if Washington gets up too much like I don't see that like Michigan can you know throw up the points to keep up with Washington so it'll be it'll be interesting and I think I think they're off I think their defensive line on Michigan is good across the board that they can get those pressures it's going to come yeah, down. I and mean, they if have
0: you, six stacks against Alabama.
1: If you cannot sack Michael Penix, Washington wins. If you can sack him three times, you win. I, I think it's going to be like that. And I, I don't. I'll I'll spoil it now. My pick, it's Michigan. That's going to be my pick. What's the National
0: what's let's see. What I don't even I don't spread, even know the spread. See. It's Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> the spread's Michigan by uh, four and a half. Oh, man. Well, it doesn't matter for our bet, so I'll just be contrarian and take Washington. Um, I All think right. Michigan wins the game, but uh, maybe they only win by
1: a field goal. Okay. So. Yeah. I'm excited for a national championship on Monday. and then
0: Yeah, I'm excited to watch then- the game
1: then college football season is over we just wait we wait we wait and then it's here and then it's gone like that
0: yeah this Super- was the, the the first um the first uh saturday without college football um in a long time and i think uh, i think uh, after tomorrow's game it's like 252 days or something without a game so Hollywood says the game is the Michigan secondary against the Washington wide receivers and tight ends. I would say it's also the Michigan uh, Michigan pass rush. I would include in that as well, if that pass rush and the secondary can hold up. And the Michigan secondary is pretty good too. Um, so it it'd be, it's you know it'd be strength on strength there. I think. All right. So wrapping up our bowl results. <clears throat> So I finished, well, we're not finished yet. We have one game left, but I finished one game above 500, 21 and 20. Luke finished, or right now he's 16 and 25. Um, So I I will take the title for this year, but hopefully you didn't count on either one of us to win you any money because at best I would have won you one unit because I'm only one over 500, but I might end up at 500 depending on the natty. So, uh, yeah. Betting advice is not our game. We just thought it'd be something interesting to do uh for the bowl game. And then yeah, G five versus
1: Yeah, especially with all uh one Yes, yeah, this is the G five hive, but I wanted to talk, give us some content to talk about, you know, each and every week. Because you know, once the G five gets done with their games, then there's not a lot to, oh. to talk about.
0: Yeah, especially until like I said the portal kind of cools off, which is gonna be another probably two weeks or so. Uh, G five versus P five bowl games. Uh, G five didn't fare so well, two and seven. Uh, Memphis and then who was the other one? Oh man, <laughs> let me look back here.
1: Would have been early. It was earlier,
0: it was it was it was an early game. Um, so it was Memphis and not Boise State. South Florida. South Florida beat. Beat the We're pants off of Syracuse, Syracuse, 45 to nothing. So, uh, shout well, out to uh, Sir, Sir, uh, South Florida and Memphis for picking the G5 up with those two wins.
1: Um, not G5 related, but uh, Hollywood, so you asked about TJ Moore. Big fan of TJ Moore. I'm in a uh, in the, the program, which is a C2C recruiting program. Um, Format. So I have recruited TJ Moore, and TJ Moore is on my team for next year. So, big fan of, I'm actually a big fan of a lot of what Clemson is bringing in in this re- recruiting cycle. So,
0: all right. As Luke mentioned, uh, this coming week we will not have a live episode um, as I will be, uh, I'll be away going skiing for the week. Um, but we do have something, uh, lined up for you guys. Um, I think you're going to really, really like it. We'll give you kind of, we got, we have an interview that we're going to drop Tuesday morning, uh, both on YouTube and podcast form. Um, and here's just a little kind of a sneak preview of the person that we have that, we're, that we interviewed and we'll be releasing on Tuesday.
1: So far, two possessions, no points, a punt, and a turnover. This is Monty breaking free. Monty to the outside. Down near midfield, Ishmael Monty explodes for 27 yards. Second down and 10, run. Monty to his left. There goes Monty inside the 30, inside the 20. The Bobcats have the
0: lead. close at third quarter, bounces to the outside, and then here comes those afterburners again. Everybody looks like they got an angle, can't
1: catch him. After that 28-yard play, guess who? Motti up the middle, making another move to the outside. 15, 10, end
0: zone again. You say Sunbelt Player of the Week, Offensive Player of the Week? He get my boat. Just an outstanding run. Bounces it to the outside. Great blocking downfield. So, yeah. Interview coming up. Uh, Ismail is Mahdi will drop that interview on Tuesday. Uh, we, we recorded it earlier today. <clears throat> it's a great time talking with him. Um, we asked his thoughts, uh, you, know, uh, you know, on this coming, the next season. Um, so yeah. you definitely want to tune in to listen, he, he dropped a couple names for us. Um, and uh, yeah, exciting stuff. Ismail Mahdi uh, had a fantastic year um, in, uh, in FBS football this year in a G five. He is one of the top college fantasy producers um, in all of college football. Um, he was an all American as, as a, as an all purpose guy. I think his first team on lots of bell lot of bouts as an all, all purpose. And then the second team uh, kick returner um, just man. You know, the guy, the guy has speed for days. He's an exciting player and it, it you know, it was great, uh, great to be able to interview him. So look forward for that interview dropping on Tuesday.
1: Good night. Anything? I'm good. All right.
0: So, uh, once again, check us. Thanks for, uh, listening. Thanks for your support. Please rate review and subscribe, uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast. Sadly, it looks like Google Podcasts will be going away. I think it's April. Is it April 1st? Is that right?
1: Or March April 5th? 2nd,
0: I think. Something like, yeah. Something like that. Google Podcasts is going away. So please, if, if you use Google Podcasts, uh, I'd encourage you to maybe move over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um,
1: April 2nd.
0: Yep. It's sad because Google Podcasts is, is the format I use as well. But yeah, it's, it's going away. Here in, in, in a few short months. Um, Luke and I will be back live on the the 15th, Monday the 15th. Yeah, uh, Monday, Monday the 15th. Um, and like I said, we have that episode, uh, the interview with Ishmael Mahdi uh, running back from Texas State will be dropping for you guys um, on Tuesday. So with that, we're done. Peace out. Thanks for your support. Hey, see ya. Make sure you. Make
1: sure you let us know what you want to hear we'll we'll put stuff together yeah, absolutely
0: yeah brett hollywood any, anything you guys want us to cover um you know dm us uh tag us on twitter whatever always open to ideas for the things you guys would like to hear or see um in the in the upcoming episodes obviously you know we'll cover the transfer portal and stuff we just kind of been waiting for it to kind of calm down a little bit so we you know kind of know where guys are going to end up so but yeah uh, look forward to that first interview dropping Tuesday. Exciting stuff. We're, we're hoping to get some more interviews for you guys, too. So uh, thanks again for listening, and we will see you uh, live on the 15th.
1: Yep, see you on the 15th.